0: Hello everyone! Summer is here, the sun is shining, well, sometimes, and I'm happy to be outside with the rest of you to talk about everyone's favorite fanged fish, sharks. I'm Rob Michelson, and I'm here with another season of Shark Tales, the podcast that dives into the world of sharks in Cape Cod and beyond. And this season, I have some fascinating tales to tell. What happens if sharks go extinct? Secrets to shark seduction. And this first episode is, dare I say... A big one. Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, Chupacabras, Rick Astley, what do all these things have in common? People are convinced they exist, but there is no credible evidence they are out there right now. I mean, have you ever seen Rick Astley out in the wild? I, for one, am never going to give up looking Some believe that a species of giant prehistoric shark, the megalodon, is still lurking out in the ocean just waiting to be rediscovered. A recent viral TikTok video of a giant shark signing off Massachusetts had some people wondering if it's still out there. It shows an absolutely huge shark swimming slowly by a line of kids on a ship. It must be as long as 17 or 18 of them. The video's been viewed a ridiculous 67 million times and counting on TikTok alone. You can see it on our website, where I can tell you hundreds of thousands more people watched it. So there are a lot of people out there interested in the idea of a megalodon, the meg, as they call it. So I found some shark experts to satisfy your cravings. And spoiler alert, they told me it's not a megalodon. The creature in the video was just a basking shark and scientists are about as sure as sure can be that a megalodon is dead and gone. So what is a megalodon exactly, and why do some people believe they still exist? The answers can be found in teeth, and a very misleading special on the Discovery Channel. The
1: megalodon's super dead, it's extinct please stop. (laughs) Like how many more times can scientists say no, this thing is super dead, super extinct, densies, whatever phrase you're going to use, expired. That
0: is Lisa Whitenack, Associate Professor of Biology and Geology at Allegheny College. She is a shark expert that studies their evolution and the fossils they've left behind. Signs of these coastal sharks have been found all around the world. From the data we have right now, scientists like Lisa hypothesized that Megalodon was 52 feet long and 15 feet tall. If you, say, wanted to have one over for dinner, you would need a two-story building to contain it. What could this massive ocean chunk eat that would sustain its house-sized physique? Whitenack says large prey. Think like whale-sized snacks.
1: You know, they were taking out whales um, for their prey items because when you stop and think, well, what else was big enough to sustain this giant predator? That's about all you have. You know, imagining these uh, big sharks taking out big whales is, again, the imagination, right? It makes my imagination happy.
0: And no, they didn't eat dinosaurs, which I admit would be cool. Megalodons didn't come into the picture until well after the last dinosaur died out 65 million years ago. Here's what we know about them. The Megalodon went extinct 2.5 million years ago. It belongs in the Lamniformes family of shark, the same as the great white shark, although our modern whites are actually not part of the Meg's evolutionary lineage. And that's about it. We gathered these scraps of information from what the megalodons left behind.
1: Sharks are made out of cartilage, right? It's actually a really cool thing that sharks have and their relatives have, but it's not very durable when it comes to the fossil record. A lot of stuff is working against that cartilage actually fossilizing, but teeth are like our teeth and so they're the hardest part of the shark and when you add that with the fact that these sharks are making thousands of teeth in their lifetime as they're going through these teeth and shedding them anywhere from every couple days to every couple months depending on what kind of shark you have right you get this massive fossil record of teeth and not a whole lot else
0: teeth are the key Findings like backbones or body fossils are rare. It is all about those chompers, and these giant sharks had teeth the size of your hand, which is how scientists estimate how large these big boys were.
1: We don't have anything but teeth, right? So when we're trying to figure out how big um, a fossil shark is, we really have to try and figure out, well, all right, we have this tooth. What's the relationship between the tooth size and the body size. Um, we study that in living sharks. And so we know those relationships because you can measure that living shark. You have the body. And you can do some math magic and, you know, math out the relationship between tooth size and the body size. Um, and depending on how you do that and which shark you compare megalodon to, um, you get different answers.
0: So these sharks have been extinct for a long, long time. And Whitenack said that scientists are positive that the Meg isn't lurking in the ocean. A shark that big would be eating a lot of prey and shedding a lot of big teeth. And researchers would notice that kind of thing.
1: I mean, we'd see evidence of whales getting bitten um, and having bite marks. We, I mean, they would be shedding their teeth just as often as modern sh- other modern sharks do, right? And so we would be finding teeth. Um, you can't feed something that big without noticing a decline in their prey items.
0: With that said, why are there still people convinced that they still exist? Well, first off, people love their mythical creatures, and the ocean is still a big mystery.
1: It kind of um, gets your imagination going. Like Sasquatch and Chupacabra and Yeti and things like that is like, well, but what if it is out there? And wouldn't that be cool if it was?
0: Unfortunately, the media doesn't help keep those imaginations in check. Discovery Channel is well-known for its annual Shark Week, but one program in particular may have added too much intrigue over the facts. In 2013, the network aired Megalodon, the monster shark lives. A fake documentary, or mockumentary, that goes over a possible comeback of the prehistoric fish. While there was a disclaimer at the beginning of the show that it was fiction, it was a tad subtle, and many people believed that the information presented was accurate.
1: They flashed a a disclaimer up very quickly, and it was fast enough that most people didn't catch it.
0: Of course, it was one of the most popular programs in Shark Week history, and led many people to believe that the Meg is still out there, much to the chagrin of shark experts.
1: But no one ever asked me before that documentary whether Megalodon was still alive. The Discovery Channel aired that fake documentary, and after that, it didn't matter what groups I was talking to. I, I went and talked to my uh, son's preschool class, and the three-year-olds are like, "I heard Megalodon's still alive," and you know, it didn't matter if they were you know three. 20 or 80, I would always get that question. It's been frustrating because, you know, all the fossil evidence says is they know. It's two million, around 2 million years ago, they went extinct a little bit more than that. There is absolutely no evidence that they are still alive.
0: To their credit, or because they knew it was going to get great ratings, the Discovery Channel did release a special called Megalodon Fact vs. Fiction five years later that fact-checked the mockumentary, so there's that. The Atlantic White Shark Conservancy in Cape Cod focuses on shark research, safety, and education to support white shark conservation, and were very critical of the mockumentary when it came out. But Kristen Kibblehouse, the conservancy's community engagement organizer, said that while it's frustrating to deal with misinformation, it can turn into a teachable moment that can get people, young and old, interested in learning more about sharks.
1: I get a lot of the myths about the, the Megalodon when I go into school programs. So it's a lot of really young shark enthusiasts that want the Megalodon to be alive because, you know, it's like that really true dinosaur shark. So it's kind of it's fun then to be able to have that teachable moment with the youth to be able then to show them that, no, they are extinct. And, you know, we can see X, Y, Z, and this is why they are extinct.
0: Of course, not everybody gets that teachable moment and creating more fear around sharks may do more harm than good. Dr. Blake Chapman is based in Australia and focuses on researching shark interactions and says that while it's great to have more ways for people to get interested in sharks, we have to be careful. The thought of a giant shark lurking in the ocean, movies like Jaws showing killer sharks really doesn't help the shark PR problem.
2: We don't want all these myths out here about sharks. And we know that you know, things like the movie Jaws can be absolutely catastrophic to shark populations. Um, humans have this, it's, it's not an innate fear, but it's a very easy, easily learned fear of sharks. So trying to encourage people to believe that there are these giant mega sharks out there. I mean, we have enough problems with great white sharks and they were a third of the size.
0: She has less of a problem with a movie like The Meg, which showcased a megalodon monster on the loose because it's so ridiculous and clearly fictional.
2: Yeah, well... You know, it's one of those movies that I went into going, this is going to be terrible, but I'm in love with Jason Statham, so I'm going to sit through it. Um, And then it was terrible, but I think having that, you know, that forewarning that it was going to be terrible, it just allowed me to enjoy it a bit and have a bit of fun with it.
0: John Chisholm has spent his career studying sharks with the Massachusetts Division of Marine Fisheries and is currently an adjunct scientist at the New England Aquarium. He has done extensive research on basking sharks, which, like in the viral TikTok video, are often mistaken by onlookers as megalodon due to their size. But a basking shark doesn't even come close.
3: I've seen basking sharks when we were tagging uh, back in the mid-2000s that were over 30 feet. But the majority of them are, you know, in the 20 to, you know, 26 foot range, I'd say, which is big. But that would be a small megalodon.
0: People also confuse basking sharks for giant white sharks.
3: I mean, it's understandable. You know, everybody's excited to see a white shark, and when they see a shark that's the size of Jaws and the proportions of Jaws, they instinctively think it's a white shark. And then, you know, when you have to break the news to them that it's a basking shark, you know, that they're, they're disappointed. I always try to tell you know tell them, you know, you just saw the second largest shark in the ocean. You know, how many people can say that? You should really be excited, but. It's no good. It's not a white shark.
0: Chisholm said that we can expect more cases of mistaken identity this season because there have already been a number of basking shark sightings.
3: Been an interesting start, and it's you know, it's only going to get more and more exciting as the summer goes on.
0: It will certainly be an interesting summer with the pandemic lockdowns easing and seemingly more people looking to get out of the house and possibly go to the beaches, making an increase in shark sightings highly likely. Will someone actually spot the elusive Megalodon? No, that's not going to happen. Will someone spot a basking shark and insist that it's a prehistoric monster come to life? You can bet your bottom dollar. Thank you so much for listening to Shark Tales, a podcast created in partnership with the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy. You can find deep dives with shark researchers on all kinds of shark topics in seasons one and two. Find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.